The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Alex Brecker is an international communication expert, writer, and documentary filmmaker. After graduating in communications and film studies in France, Alex embraced a career in international development, working with various international organizations in Central Asia, the Middle East, Africa, and the Pacific. He lived for three years in Cameroon, during which he shot two feature-length documentaries, Message in a Bottle and the aforementioned The Explorer, Quest for Africa's Living Dinosaur. Alex Brecker, welcome to Coast to Coast AM. How are you? Very good, Richard. Good morning, or good evening good. for you. <laughs> uh, it's also morning here now, very early, three, three, just after 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, Eastern time. Uh, so, first of all, congratulations. It's a beautiful, a beautifully shot film. I mean, the scenery is absolutely stunning. Um, just describe where, when we talk about the Congo Basin, I mean, that's a vast area. Um, just kind of give us a sense of what the terrain is like and, and what part of Africa you were in. Absolutely. So, well, we're talking about the Congo Basin, which is a, a forest, a tropical rainforest that's about the size of Europe. Uh, it stretches from the, from the Atlantic coast in, uh, in Gabon to the mountains of the moon uh, in, uh, in Tanzania. So all across uh, Africa. And it's one of the last uh, wildernesses, unknown, uncharted areas in the world. Well, if you compare it to the Amazon, for example, uh, the Amazon has been widely explored, but the Congo Basin remained uh, uh, extremely mysterious. So the area in this very vast forest where we are looking for Mokelembembe is at the, at the border between uh, Cameroon and the Congo, uh, on the Cameroon side, uh, along the a river called the Jar River. So, uh, Mokeli and Bembe um, will, will probably be familiar to many coast <clears throat> to coast AM listeners. We've, I mean, I've talked to Dr. William uh, Gibbons, who's been to the Cameroon and Congo uh, on several expeditions looking for this elusive creature. But now it has its own movie. 
Um, well, Kelly and Bembe, what do the locals uh, say it, it looks like? How, how do they describe this creature? Basically, they describe it as a like a sauropod dinosaur. So the first testimonies uh, of Mokelembembe go back three or four hundred years ago. Uh, there was a French uh, bishop called uh, Abbe Proyard, who was a missionary in that part of, uh, of Africa. And he started collecting uh, testimonies from the locals uh, who described that giant uh, claw-footed uh, animal that yeah, really looked like a, like a sauropod dinosaur. So people have said it looks like an apatosaurus. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the different, uh, if you collect different testimonies, but uh, well, there's no clear description of the animal, just a global shape. Maybe it has a horn, maybe not, but uh, every uh, local tribes person would agree to say that it's huge. And that's why they have called it Mokelembembe, which means one who can stop the flow of rivers. So it tells a lot about the size of that animal. And you mentioned a pod, an apatosaurus. I think that's what we used to call a brontosaurus, um, which, yeah, I mean, absolutely immense. Um, and um, the film is titled The Explorer. So while it is about the search for Mokele and Bembe, it's really focused on um, Michel Ballot, this former uh, lawyer from France who left everything behind behind to to, uh, to go to Africa to, to, to find this creature. Tell, tell us some more about Michel Ballot. So Michel was a, was a lawyer in the south of France. And about 15 to 20 years ago, uh, he started writing letters to Bernard Hovelmans. So for those who know about cryptozoology, Bernard Hovelmans is a, is a Belgian uh, scientist, and he is considered the father of cryptozoology. So he's He's very well known for his investigations on uh, Loch Ness Monster and Yeti and, uh, and Bigfoot. Uh, obviously, he was also uh, involved. He examined the body of the Minnesota Iceman, uh, which was very famous, a very famous case in the U.S. So Michel started exchanging letters with uh, Bernard Shovelmans, and uh, he asked him, like, bluntly, where in the world am I, would I be likely to find a cryptid? And Hovelman said, well, you should look at the Congo Basin because there you have an animal called Mokelembembe. And, uh, well, we, we have lots of testimonies. There's some evidence. And there's, it's likely that there's something out there. So Michel went on a first journey to uh, Cameroon and the Congo. Uh, he spoke to the locals. The locals confirmed that there was something big living in that forest, and then he went a second time, found new evidence, then three times, four times. He dropped his job, um, and now he is a full-time explorer, so he dedicates his life to the search for Mokelembembe. He has been in about more than 20, 25 expeditions. Uh, he was writing me recently that he's planning uh, for another expedition that will take place in, uh, in October, so he goes there two, three times a year. And, well, he finds new evidence uh, each time he goes there. And, uh, well, I'm quite sure that he will find something one day. I mean, there's too many proofs that the beast exists. And Michel is certainly the most advanced researcher, specialist of uh, Mokelembembe. So you were living in, in the, the Cameroon for about three years. 
uh, were you doing um, sort of NGO type development work there at that time? Yes, I was working. Uh, so I started. Uh, I was working with WWF, the conservation organization, and then I, I I worked with the UN, the United Nations. Okay, so during that time, you you met Michelle Ballot. What were the circumstances uh, under which you met Michelle Ballot? And then maybe you can describe what your, that first meeting with this explorer was like. Absolutely. Um, so uh, basically, uh, Michel uh, got a bit of a reputation in France, so got well-known in France, because he wrote a book called Searching for uh, Mokele Mbembe. And I read that book, and it was absolutely amazing. So at the time, I was working with uh, the World Wildlife Fund, WWF, in Cameroon. And, uh, and I read that book, and, well, I found the research absolutely amazing and fascinating. And he was describing areas which I used to know uh, when we were, for example, um, tracking elephants or gorillas. So he was looking for Mokembembe in the same area. And the funny thing is that uh, I met some uh, pygmy tribes people when I was working there, and they would talk about Mokelembembe at night, you know, at the fire camp. Uh, so when I read that book, it really resonated. And I was like, okay, I need to meet that person because I'm, certainly we have lots in, uh, lots in common. So I sent him an email. Uh, I told him, like, well, uh, I'd love to join one of your expeditions one day if you would invite me. And he told me, I'm going in three weeks. Come along. And then I went with him on the first expedition. And um, were you filming at that point or was this simply a kind of a... Um an introduction to the to the terrain and so forth, or or did you start filming right away? No, no, no. The first expedition was really to uh, to go there to discover. I mean, to learn more about this quest for Mokelembembe, to uh, to meet uh, Michelle, uh, to look at the terrain, and uh, and to be really honest, I didn't believe much in uh, in Mokelembembe at the time. If you know that part of Africa, uh, well, people. We, we describe lots of uh, myths or monsters. They talk about, for example, mermaids, the mamiwatas in the, in the, in the large rivers of, of Africa. And we know this is certainly not correct. I mean, they're not creators of, uh, of uh, flesh and blood. So for me, Mokelembembe was maybe more of a myth. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now we went on that expedition. We So when you go on an expedition from... Even from Yaoundé, the capital of Cameroon, is not, a, it's not an easy journey. So you have to, to drive basically for, uh, for three days on dirt roads. It's, uh, it's very long. Then you take a dugout and you, and you, and you go uh, on, the, on, the, on the river, on the Jar River. You go upstream for, for another three days. Uh, you have mosquitoes, you have flies, you have lots of insects. So it's, it's quite an adventure. And then you reach this uh, uh, absolutely wonderful Enki waterfalls, uh, which, is the, the, which are basically the doors to the area where Mokelembebe is supposed to live. Um, so I went on that expedition just to see the nature, to, to, to discover a new place of the Congo Basin. But the thing is, we found something. We found some new evidence during that first expedition. And yeah, then I, I started believing that maybe something, uh, something exists out there. I, we obviously we want pe- people to watch the movie, and we don't want to give everything away. But can you give us a hint as to what that first little bit of evidence was that you discovered that led you, perhaps, to believe in the reality of Mokeli and Bembe? Yes, um, absolutely. Um, well, and it's very funny because uh, you mentioned um, Doctor uh, William Gibbons, Bill Gibbons, uh, yeah. earlier in the show. And going, going back to 2012, uh, Bill Gibbons was with Michelle in uh, that part of the Jar River, and they were uh, setting camp, and they heard a big roar uh, that really crossed the forest. And, well, the local people said, well, this is certainly Mokelembembe, but it was very far, and then, then it stopped. But they came back, you know, no recording, nothing happened. 
And when I went back uh, there on the so in my first expedition, which was in uh, the winter of 2015, uh, one night we were also set around the fire camp and we were starting to eat, and we heard a huge roar and then a big splash, something that really crossed the forest. I mean, really something loud, and the splash was even louder. And we interrogated local people, and they said, well, maybe. These are elephants, maybe gorillas that we're not really sure, or maybe, to put it simply, it's Mokelembembe. That place is known for Mokelembembe, and, you know, you know, it was the middle of the night, we're in the middle of nothing, in the middle of the forest, so you tend to, to believe in what local people say. So the day after, we took the dugout, and we went upstream to try to find the area from where the roar was coming from. And uh, we saw some large footprints. They were a bit hard to read, but it was something very large, like uh, 80 centimeters and 55, so, 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 something, so something quite big. Um, and, and that was it. And the locals confirmed, like, yeah, I mean, that's Mokelembembe. So this is what happened during the first expedition. And the funny thing is that we recorded a bit of the, of the sound. Um, I sent it to Bill Gibbons. And he told me it's exactly the same kind of sound that we heard back in 2012 during our expedition. So this is what happened. And when I came back from that expedition, uh, well, I had more questions than answers, obviously. But, uh, but the way people talk about Mokelembembe, what you can find in terms of evidence, well, I, I tend to believe that it's absolutely real. So that first expedition that you accompanied uh, Michel Ballot was 2015. When did you actually start filming uh, for the documentary, The Explorer. So that was a couple of years after that. So in, uh, in 2017. So uh, in 2017, so what we talk about the winter in, uh, in the Northern Hemisphere is the, is the dry season in, uh, in Cameroon. So basically, if you want to go on an expedition there, you can go from, there's a window from October, uh, October uh, November to March. Then it's the rainy season, and it's uh, you, you really can't go. I mean, the, the river, the flow of the river is too strong. So in um, September uh, 20, uh, 20, yeah, 2017, uh, 2016, sorry, Michel uh, reaches out and he tells me, well, one of my trackers has found a, a cave uh, that is said to be the den of Mokelembembe. So it's very far. Not only we have to drive for these three days and then take the dugout for three days and then uh, climb the key waterfalls and, uh, and walk, uh, but we have to walk for about 10 days in the forest to reach an absolutely uh, remote uh, area that's in a totally pristine forest, so no human civilization, nothing. It's complete wilderness out there, very dangerous as well, but we might possibly find uh, the den of the animal and obviously some uh, some hard evidence, you know, that uh, that Moket exists. So do you want to come? <laughs> I told him, yes, of course, but I would like to do a movie, to film a, a documentary on the research. Uh, I mean, to share that with the world, it's too amazing, you know, so, so he told me, okay, no problem. I told him I will bring a camera, I will certainly hire a, a pygmy a tracker to help me with the sound, you know, we, we want to to be as light as possible, but we wanted to, to shoot a professional movie as well, but we're just a two-people strong uh, team. 
and we try to be absolutely invisible. So people wouldn't see us. We would just follow the expedition and follow Michel, and so that you know we wouldn't be intrusive with the cameras, and uh, and and it worked pretty well. And the 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 locals there, the pygmies, um, when they talk about Mokeliembembe, they've seen it, they've encountered it. Are they frightened by it? Do they hunt it? So they are frightened uh, by Mokeliembembe. Um, if you look at the area, when you so there's there's, there's a village called Endongo. And Endongo is about uh, one uh, five hours uh, boat ride from the port where you drop the car, basically. And you, so you, so you, you take the boat, you go upstream for uh, for five hours, you reach that village of Endongo, and this is the last village. Then, if you go upstream, so two three days towards the Enki waterfalls, you won't find a local on the river. You won't find a village, and even fishermen. Uh, stay in the in the um, area of Endongo, and they don't go further uh, upstream because they're afraid of Mokelembembe. And it's absolutely amazing. I mean, there are fishermen, there's plenty of fish out there, but they don't go there because they're afraid uh, of the beast. And if you look how... back at the... Yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. And if you look back at the history of Mokelembembe, so in another place, uh, area of the uh, Congo Basin, uh, called Lake Tele. Um, and that was certainly in the 70s or 80s. Uh, so Lake Tele is another high, uh, well, um, hotspot for uh, Mokelembembe sightings. It's a, it's a lake, it's a crater lake that was certainly uh, created by, by, um, by a meteorite that fell down on that forest. And, uh, and it's, it's another very remote area and lots of, uh, there, there, there has been lots of sightings happening over there. And back in the 70s or 80s, there's apparently some, a couple of Mokelembembe were terrorizing uh, local fishermen. So they couldn't put the boats uh, on the lake to go fishing. So the villagers, local villagers, decided to kill these Mokelembembe. So uh, th th there were some canals uh, leading to the, to, the, to the lake, and they started creating traps uh, to try to trap the animal, to attract the animal in these narrower uh, water streams and then to kill them. So they managed apparently to kill one with spears and arrows, uh, and then they ate the meat, and the, most of the villagers died because the meat was certainly poisoned. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.